I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Hi in the chat. Good to see everyone. Those that are uh, getting on the phone lines, you can also like to welcome. That number is 347-539-5122 for your listening pleasure. And if you would like to uh, chat or get a reading, press 1 on the keypad. Get your tea, get your coffee, whatever your beverage is. I'm having two things. I have my Moringa tea, my Tulsi Tulsi tea, and ginger and apple juice Mm. with some herbs in it trying to keep that immune system strong, everyone. It's so interesting that I cleared my throat because sound is great. Thank you, Athena. Got my sound engineers in the chat. This is so helpful uh, because I don't have that. They kind of keep the the show going. They keep the the program rocking and rolling, as I'd like to say. And if you're in there, there's a lot of good insight and information also. And, of course, if you are streaming this when you listen, if you're listening in the archives, wherever you're listening from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever, Google Play, just want you to know. We love you, and we're glad you join us. All right, again, that number to call in is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Um, Also want to thank everyone that's been um, visiting me over on YouTube on my Soul Insights with Michelle Mache channel. And some of you have been leaving some great comments. And some of you are from YouTube, and now you're listening to Awakenings, which is great. Um, And some of you from Awakenings have come over to YouTube and partook of the videos and I do appreciate that you know doing the notice getting the notifications and all the sharing and all the comments it's so wonderful um, as well as on my the awakenings community page on Facebook it's just great to hear um, people's feedback of not only how the readings are impacting you or how accurate they have been for you but also how you're doing in your life path and what's unfolding for you. I really enjoy that. And then I have be having another platform to have more of that interaction um, of that sharing. I think so many are wanting that, and I know I definitely do enjoy it. I, I read every comment, uh, every all, fee, all feedback, everything that comes in, and I just, I just appreciate um, all of you so much. I also really, really appreciate all of you that left comments on Yoshi, some of you that maybe are new to the program. 
So, no, I had a wonderful, amazing being in my life uh, for 15, a little over 15 years, and she was on the planet in a furry form of a Pekingese <laughs> named Yoshi uh, for almost 16 years, so just a month or two shy of her 16th birthday. Ah, yeah, and I got her when she was just a year old. Her birthday would have been uh, June 28th. So, yes, she passed on. She crossed over, assisted lab. It's been a week, just a week, and I just could not bear to write. I thought I had already written something. I texted to my friends, um, and I was just going to copy and paste that. And then, oh, my God, lo and behold, it just turned into this whole tribute and with different pictures. So that meant a lot. Many of you commented and um, read it, actually read the whole thing. And it's quite lengthy, but it's, if you knew her, you would want to read it. And some people said they didn't know her, but then now reading it, that they felt they knew her and they felt her love. And uh, thanks, Tammy, in the chat. Yeah, they felt her love. And that's what I wanted because that's what she brought. I, I got to tell you, her crossing was, was more challenging than any human family member <laughs> or, or, or even friend. Um, Sometimes you just get a, a being, depending on, it doesn't matter the body, the type, that is just so conscious, so awake, so aware. Um, yeah, she just, so many people felt it. Even even in her elderly age with the, the difficulties and traumas in the body, people would still follow her or if I didn't have her on her sling and she was just sitting in the grass people would walk to her run to her kids would go look at the puppy look at the puppy so she just retained that vibrancy which is kind of a message to us all Athena in the chat beautiful tribute to Yoshi indeed thank you thank you so much so I want to um, get to a, we're going to get to a, a um, listener email question and then of course we have the second half of the program we have a guest coming on at as always, but I will be getting to readings. And again, if you did want a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad to get in the queue. Now, this question, which I thought was very interesting, and then I started clearing my throat, from Carleen. Um, well, now she's saying Jasmine. Okay, hello, my name is Jasmine. I've been noticing that when I talk to people I know or hanging out with them, they are coughing and are choking a lot. I often see strangers spitting a lot every time I look at them. Are these signs that my throat chakra is congested, that I need to work on my communication or mirroring back to me how I'm communicating to the world? Thank you for your time and feedback. You decide to offer it. Um, okay, so... That's a really good question. It can be a lot of different things. Sometimes it's marrying and sometimes not. But I have noticed the last few years, even in myself, that there has been a lot of throat cleansing and clearing and also as well as activation. And part of that I feel because in the Aquarian age that activates, well, activates the the Taurus-Scorpio axis. Um, which maybe I'll do a post on that as well since we have a Scorpio full moon, or, yeah, Scorpio full moon, and we're we're in the time of Taurus. 
And that, that's all about grounding that higher frequency energy, the occult energy, the deeper energy into the earth. But then we have the Leo Aquarius axis. And of course, Aquarius being the group, being humanity, being technology, innovation, activation, you know, it's ruled by Uranus, so it could be a little unusual, unpredictable. Sometimes people say strange, but it's definitely, it's definitely different and definitely has a lot to do with individuality. And Leo does too, and Leo is the, is the sun, ruled by the sun. It has to do with us shining, right, us shining our light and, and our creative um, abilities, if you will. So, and one of those, of course, is our truth, or speaking our truth, or living more creatively, living more from our soul, and and activating, or living more from our soul gifts, using our soul gifts, right, our abilities. So the the fifth chakra, not that it's better or worse, but it is a on an and when we talk about expression, it is a higher or more expanded level than this the solar plexus, okay, which also has to do with you know, once that solar plexus and even the sacral area, which has a lot to do with reproducing yourself, whether through babies, you know, through physical forms, or your art, your work, every time we put something out into the world or how we dress, what we do, we're reproducing ourselves, right? And so it's not, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, second chakra, it's uh, what's well, progeny. They think, oh, it's the sex chakra. Well, sex is only one way. And in a way, we're having sex with everything and everyone all the time. It's an exchange of energy, right, to some culminating point sometimes. So a place of union, right? But it, it, the sacral is, a, is again, and, um, you know, the genital area is about that reproducing, the, the birth, the birth of ourselves through our forms. So we can have the birth of an idea, the birth of a business, and then the higher octave or the, the expanded octave is when we get into the throat. It, it's about our, our, our creation of our truth. Are we listening to our inner knowing, our own inner hearing, right? Our higher self. Is it balanced? Is what we're putting out in the world and how we're living, because as creative beings, how we just get up in the morning, we're already creating our life, Right? Is it of a high, of highest vibration for us, the best version of it? Is it authentic? Is it genuine to us? Is our creations that? Are we speaking our truth and creating from our truth? So I think, yeah, some of it could be somebody just said chemtrails. There can be things, yes, that are in the air. Maybe it's people's diets for congestion. But it also, to me, on a collective level, because I have been seeing more throat things. And when now that we have Uranus and Taurus, you know, Uranus clears things out. Taurus rules the uh, rules the throat. You are going to see more clearing of the throat chakra and more activation of it. And I think you're already actually even seeing that if we could look at this on things on social media, Twitter and Facebook. Um, you're seeing people speak up, and and it kind of also really interests me. Um, I actually myself, whether it's my guides or something that I've received, you know, that, that, I, that I do actually, you know, believe in, or I, again, um, usually I've researched it um, before I post. 
maybe I'll make a mistake here and there, but not. I, I haven't in a long time posted something that, oh, I didn't really read the full thing. And it was so funny. I had somebody the other day put, oh, don't put, leave that propaganda. Well, actually, what the what I posted was not propaganda. It was, it, it is based in a lot of uh, fact and something that I believe and something that I not only believe, but I've researched since the um, mid-90s, actually. So, but I found it interesting. People don't yet know how to use their voice. So, Jasmine, this was such a great question. Um, yeah, divine mystic, new propaganda. No. And, you know, what's funny, I'm not going to get all into this, but, you know, not only just from being a model, the circles you get to travel in, you know, you get to, you fall into some interesting circles. And then having a, a, a very close friend and mentor, first was a metaphysical teacher and a mentor, and then a very close friend uh, that was married to an FBI director. At, at, um, and actually, she had a lot of interesting clients, too. <laughs> um, you know, I privy to some things. I, I, you know, I, I've had an interesting life. It'll be in the book. I, I have, so sometimes when I see certain things posted and I know them absolutely not to be true just from not only my own psychic ability or, or working with the oversouls or the guides that, you know, have predicted so much for me to, to for myself, my family, friends, and to share. Um, it's just kind of ludicrous if people would have common sense. But anyway, my point, though, <laughs> uh, humanly digress, um, is that I feel people don't completely know themselves, so sometimes they're just voicing things out of frustration or anger or feeling a loss of control, you know, and which to some degree we do have minimum control here. We definitely have control on the spirit plane. We definitely have control with our intentions. And when we aggregate, when we come together, which a lot about this awakening you know, many of you have been living awake for a very long time and you're awakening more and more. This is the rude awakening. You don't have to be front and center to it to be slapped around. You can choose not to. I deleted the comment. You know, it's like I don't blame the person. But I have to say, what is, is that a value? You know, are you valuing, putting value in? There's so many things that I read that I just think, oh, my God, they're just you know, like it's emotional toxicity or pollution. But I stop and I say, well, this is this person where they're at right now and what they're choosing to do. And so sometimes when we're finding our voice, you know, and sometimes we lose it or sometimes we say something or we post something, and that's it's fine. It's got to be okay. But I also feel that this time is a time to pause and say, am I adding something of value? Do I want to join in this? I certainly don't want to join in, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, on things that require in-depth. And some of you have seen me post things years ago when someone would ask me something. And I would go as in-depth as I could, and I would say, listen, I really can't do this in a paragraph or two, you know, or, or how many posts. Because so many issues are, they're not complicated, but they're complex, they're layered. And their conversations, their many conversations. And so to flippantly post things or disagree with, you know, it's like, you know, that 
you have to ask yourself, what are you doing and why? And again, is this adding value? Am I helping this person? You know, this is one of the reasons that, that my forecasts and predictions on earthly, even with the stock market, when I predicted that, or the Berlin Wall coming down, or, you know, with clients or small groups, is I keep, when my guides told me this, kept it manageable so that people can respond and can ask questions. And then also I can give people and share that are open to it that this is what you can do. This is how to navigate through this. This is how to mitigate what, what, what's coming up for you. But sometimes to put it, something out there with, well, why is this happening? That needs to be the conversation too. And it's not based on religion or God is angry or this is happening or the earth, you know, or the government's doing this to us or doing that to us. Or the, Yes, there are agendas, vaccine, pharmaceutical, but there's a there's something more and more and more expansive that's happening on a more expanded or larger view, and when we align to that, we will know what to do beyond fear, you know, and and that's the consciousness. That's where to go. Um, I had an amazing situation this morning. Well, I wish I didn't have this situation because a dear, 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 dear friend of mine in Sweden, very close to, talented, amazing, wonderful be- being. We were chatting on Instagram, and she let me know she has the virus. She had responded to my post about Yoshi on Instagram, Yoshi's Crossing, and and she said, oh, I can't talk too much. Or There's a lot of times we talk, we, we Skype as well. And we, she's visited me here in the States. And she said, I have the virus, I have a high fever. And I said, oh, my gosh. I said, well, I'll send you healing energy, I'll do some work on you. We chat a little bit and then got off and I right away did that. Got a picture of her and um I did two twice. I've been doing it through the night and then I did some this early this morning. And I saw it's it's dark and I said, You need to open your shades, your curtains. <laughs> I also can remote view. So I'm not just you know, you have to be able to remote view um and also scan the, the person's body, their body system, right? So I did, and I felt her system was very strong. Her body was very strong and really, you know, fighting this or fight, not fight, but healing from this. So much is not about fighting, even in healing. It's, it's rebalancing. So, and I said, you've got to open those curtains, let the light in, you know. And she went back and said, oh, my God, I've had the light. I've had the curtains shut because it's, it kept it dark because, um, she had a headache with the high, high, you know, the high fever. She had six days of fever. So I said, no, open the curtains, get a cool or cold washcloth, get a cold washcloth and put it on your forehead and your eyes and turn away, but let the sun in, uh, let it come in. And she told me, she said, you know, after I felt the energy work, I felt your, the energy and I was able to sleep. Um, I was able to fall asleep and sleep in the night. So why am I sharing this? Well, because I'd love to. It's a heartfelt story for me, a situation that touched my heart. But to me, this is what we're called to do. And I looked at it, even my a friend of mine's dog who was dying near, near death, and I worked round the clock for four or five days with him 
while he was in surgery, while he was recouping that week, with Yoshi. And I thought, my God, that is the life of a healer. You know, I was, Yoshi was convalescing. I was taking care of her. Um, But all this is in quarantine. So what else is there to do? You know, where else I'm going, just out to shop or whatever, or, you know, with family. But I love that call. I don't mind that. You know, because not only do I know it works, but tapping into the divine, into the universal healing light energy, source energy, and being that open channel, getting out of the way as much as I can to channel that energy to to that person. And I have so many stories of this where it's worked. And when I used to do a lot more of this type of healing work, um, some most remote or distant, but most of it was actually in person. But my point if, if we just remember this and what are our gifts, what are we called to do in that moment? It doesn't take that long. And you're connecting with someone, whether in front of you, six feet, 12 feet, blocks, miles, how, across the globe where that connection, that interconnection is always there. And I do feel like this time is a great time to do this. And that activates the heart, uh, well, also the heart chakra, but the throat chakra. It's living your truth. I'm a, I'm a healer. I'm called to do that. I'm called to assist or to help to tune in as a shaman. I have the gifts. I'm called to do it. So ask yourself, what are you called to, what are you called to do? And, you know, and so it's, it, is it prayer? Is it healing? Is it making something for someone? Is it delivering food or giving food? Is it just listening, holding the space? But you're called to use your gifts right now, and that's a lot of the, the throat chakra. It's, you're getting a message of something that you're called to do. And we're, we're taught in the old society to put it on the back burner, side burner, don't listen to it, do what you need to do. Get sleep. Do something, you know, it's like, well, I could have slept, but I, I stayed up and did that. And then when I got up, and then when I got the message that she was able to sleep, I did, I said, I'll do more. And then I did another round. So we have our gifts because we're meant to share them. Because sharing our gifts is sharing ourselves with each other in the world. So, Jasmine, thank you for that question. You know, it may or may not be. I don't know if you're having symptoms of this or your throat. Um, It could be, but that you're noticing this. It could even be that it's about you learning and understanding more of the chakras and what they represent, maybe esoteric, you know, or etheric anatomy, the subtle anatomy of the body. What are the energy centers? So maybe there's something about that for you. Maybe it's about living more holistically. Which reminds us that's our guest today. We're talking about holistic health. Um, so that body, mind, spirit, uh, the soul, and the, our material, the material aspect of our life, as well as the body, mind, spirit, right? The emotions, mental, emotional, spiritual physical, the material aspect of our being, and then the governance of the soul. The soul is, is the template, is the, is the blueprint, is the higher self is an extension of the soul. Uh, so, yeah, so perhaps there's something in that for you. 
All right. If you have a question or a comment, press one on the key. Oh, hummingbird right by the window. As I'm talking, you guys, I have my back door healing office window open in studio, and it came right up to the window, and then now it went over to the plants, to the bougainvillea and um, other plants. Nice little green hummingbird medicine. All right, callers, 347-539-5122 is the number. Press one on your keypad to get in the queue to get on air. Oh, and Athena saw a blue jay. I know, right? Hummingbird medicine. Me too, Tammy. It's about joy. They'll share our gifts no matter what's going on. We tap into that eternal place of joy. There is an eternal place of joy within us, no matter how bleak or bad things get. Just like there's a little well of peace and calm. All right, let's get to our first caller. You're on air. Welcome to the program. Hey, Michelle. This is Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Welcome. Um, my question was, when do you see me being able to land a job? I've applied to about 15 since being laid off and um, just kind of trying to figure out when timing around okay. being able now to land a job. Now, you had before. Hmm? Okay, kind of, you, had, you were working before, right? I feel like there was yes. work. So it seems to be a little project-based, um, a little bit or or part-time. Does that make sense? What are you off? Mm. Because I feel like there is something coming in for you. It's also there's or no, there's something you need to be doing or focusing also. That's something that's your own. Does that make sense? So I do feel there is going to be work coming in for you. I might be more. Maybe end of May. I, I kept hearing June, July. June, July seemed more of a solid month for you. So if if before then it may be that the work is patchy or there's something else you're supposed to be developing rather than just going back to a certain job. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Hmm. I mean, I am getting ready to also go back, go to grad school in August. Oh, maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah, and that'll that be online. Be. There's so, some, yeah. Okay, so there's something that you're working on. Um, full-time job. Yeah, it seems kind of sudden, and it could be, you know, I think end of May, June is what I'm hearing. There's okay. something flexible. Some flexibility. It might even be from something that you, a place that you already contacted, and either you contact them again or they reach out and contact you. I would re- wait a couple of weeks and recontact, is what I'm hearing. Okay. I feel we'll things do. are going to start moving end of May, June um, on a broader scale in, in society. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's going to positively impact you, is what I'm hearing. Okay, perfect. Thank you. You're welcome, Ben. Take care. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Jasmine. Um, hey, thank you Jasmine. so much for is this a Jasmine? Thank you for answering my email. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. So let me ask you: Was it how, how did that land for you? It was right on point. It was very, very helpful. Oh. Good. Okay. And have you been having things with your own throat chakra or your own yes. throat? Yep. 
Yep. Wow. Yep. Being able to, yep, speaking more, being able to communicate more. Um, and yeah, I have this podcast, and so it's helping me to communicate better and be able to speak properly and to, you know, okay. um, communicate information to people. So, yeah, it was um, very, very helpful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so but, welcome. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was, yeah, I was just going to say, say this. I was just going to say in this new paradigm, this, it's so much about speaking our truth and our insights and our understanding. Um, I feel like the, the tempering point it's funny because on a lot of the readings for uh, YouTube, I've been getting the temperance card over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the collective, I've gotten these a couple times for me um, as well. So I think that Sagittarius, it's like how do we get to the higher truth of things, whether in ourselves, for ourselves, for the collective, and get out of the, the it's really second, 3D miring, you know, of mm-hmm. fear in a way. So, what's your question, Jasmine? Um, well, my question is, I dreamt about my mom this morning, and she was trying to give me a message, but I woke up uh, in the beginning of the message, sure? and I just wanted to know um, if you can tap, I guess, tap into what kind of message my mom was trying to give me. Okay, so tune in. Let me see if we can call her closer. She's showing me, okay, it's very interesting because she's showing me, um, I feel like you had a big funeral or memorial for her. Is that true? Um, not me. Maybe maybe other people Somebody. in the family or friends. Okay. There was some kind of celebration. Um, oh, so you weren't there. Maybe that's why she's bringing that. And she's showing me, mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting why she's showing me. Something you forgot or don't forget. Hold on. Let me bring her. Mm, okay. Okay. It's something about not to leave this part behind. There's something that you put away. Maybe you're bringing it out now, and she's seeing that is what I'm hearing. Okay. And she's a little, she's a little reticent or a little, di- hold on, I don't think she knew. She Okay, hold on. Takes a different energy and vibration. So just bear with me while I. Okay. Okay, music, sound, working with sound. You always spoke, you ah, ah, ha, ha, ha. It's about the podcast. You always like to talk, you actually, I think you were shushed as a child, but you were very creative is what she's saying. Yeah. And to go back to that, I almost feel like, now she's not calling you Jasmine, though. No. She probably probably calling me Ruby or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. She's not calling you Jasmine. Okay. Yeah. She's, um, I want you to go back to that. And to live your life more fully. So I feel like hers wasn't as full or it happened kind of quickly or early. Um, 
life is for the living. So something you were mourning and was holding you back, and she sees you letting go of that and moving forward. So it's like you're having your uh, your own death, your own rebirth, your own funeral, if you will, your own yeah, wake yeah. or memorial. She wants you to celebrate that and that part of you that's now resurrecting that's coming forth. That's what she's talking about. So she's there to okay. support you. She will reveal herself more in the dreams. Um, yeah, or, she has. Know, I've, been, yeah, I've been. You've been. Yeah, I've been dreaming about her ever since she passed away. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's why. So she's. It's like what she couldn't do. Um, but she shows me like drawing, writing, you know, crayon a lot. You you spent a lot of time on your own, and. Mm-hmm. This opening up that you're doing, she says, is really, it's not, it's good for you. But she says, mm-hmm. I so love seeing this. I so enjoy seeing this. Um, oh, you're so great. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jasmine, she loves, she loves what you're doing. She loves that you're opening in this way. And she says, keep it full, baby. Keep it full, baby. Calls you baby, <laughs> full baby. You'll always be her baby. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you're you. so welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're really opening up. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time and coming. I see, <laughs> yeah, and she sees it's been hard for you, but once once you get going, you won't. She says you won't stop, and you won't be able to stop you. So whatever whatever considerations you have, of, oh, I don't know this, or not enough, or your shyness or reticence, that that's not going to last very long. I feel like you're really going to kind of find your lane and mm-hmm. hit your stride, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, Tammy in the chat is saying lots of good mother energy. Yeah. What was it also that you did as a child? Because she said, you know, there wasn't the space or the time really for you to grow like you should have. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I did a lot of writing. I wrote a lot of short stories, songs. Um, I was really heavily into music and, you know, like yeah. just all of that just really helped me as a child. Like it, it really brought me joy. So, yeah. So that's the um, that's why I was getting music, sound healing, and music with you, and even the chakras. Mm-hmm. The she's saying to go back to that also. Keep doing what you're doing, but there's something in that early writing because she's showing me like you, whether at a desk or laying on your tummy on the floor, you were always writing, 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 writing. And I don't know if there was mm-hmm. writing with crayons, drawing, and then writing. So that is a big part. Uh, you okay. may even do something with that down the road. I don't know if it's a book or it could even be a script uh, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a book of short story. I don't know, but I do feel like there is something with what she was saying. Like that's why she's saying do it all, you okay. know, yeah. the, that, that part of you too, that that, that somehow figures in. Um, and it may be that you're getting messages through your writing also is what I'm hearing. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, oh you're so All welcome. Right. Great to connect. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Tammy, in the chat. Yeah. Thank you, Athena, in the chat. 
What a blessing. Yeah, she kept going back. And it's funny because I kept getting, and, you know, the music, the throat chakra can also be very musical, whether singing or hearing songs or hearing notes. You know, it, it's, it's auditory. It's, it's wool that has to do a lot with um, all of the chakra's vibration and sound to some degree, but some more because that uh, fifth chakra goes into the, the auditory. So there could be something with the psychic, even hearing things psychically on a soul level. Okay, let's go to our next caller. Hello and welcome. You're on air. Yes, hello. Michelle, how are you? Yes. I'm doing great. Who is this? My name is Colette. Colette? Hi, Colette. Welcome. Hi. I just had a question, please, to ask you. Uh, If you saw that I will ever... um, find love again or did love find me or be married and if so how soon do you see that definitely marriage i definitely feel you'll be married again i was the hurt first when you started saying find i thought marriage yeah well will i ever okay let's see i'm sorry yeah i did feel that let's see okay let's see hmm. okay what's coming up First of all, I get the name Steve or Stephen very strongly around you. Does that mean anything to you at the present or in your no. past? Nothing. No. Okay. Uh, no, oh, I have a pastor named that, but, you know, he just oh, well, asked that's, well, that Well, that's not what I asked you. I said, does that mean anything to you, past or present? Because I'm trying to tune no. into your energy. So sometimes other people, what he does, it's your pastor. So sometimes people come in energetically. That lets me know that I'm getting close to closer to your energy field and, and your personal energy field to okay. see what's coming up around you. So, yeah. So whenever it, that goes for you and anybody, if you ever go to a psychic or channeler and they pick up names, because that helps the energy get strong, the connection gets stronger. You okay. know, it's like if I say, yeah, if I say you have chocolate cake in your refrigerator and you say, no, I, I, that doesn't mean anything to me. And then later we're talking, you say, oh, well, yeah. I do have chocolate cake. That helps me latch into your energy more. That helps me connect in um, more. So, And also sometimes those people have a message or they can be instrumental in what it is that you want. So always try to stay open, everyone, with readings because otherwise it, it bumps the energy down to 3D. Okay, so let me see. Um, Okay, let me go back to him, see who's around him, around you. Yeah, so I do feel it could be somebody that you, um, I feel like it's somebody that's going to be at a distance that later you get to get to know each other. So I, I feel like it may not be somebody that's around you. I don't, And I don't feel if there is someone around you right now, I don't feel that it's someone around you right now. I don't know how else to say that. So it could be further off in the distance or there's got to be some time that passes. Okay. Yeah, it's safe to have patience. Um, Okay, but not that far off and not that far away. So I was thinking it could be... um, 
interesting that Steve keeps coming in. So he may play a role directly or indirectly. I feel like they're down the road. I don't feel right now. If it's if it's all soon, it could be like August, September. I feel like there's yeah, and into maybe the beginning of next year. There's something that you're going to be doing with the community. That and I, and this person that I feel you meet is not around you right now and is not um, – have you met them? I don't think so, no. Um, they're, they're at a distance from you, but it could be another city and okay. or another parish. It's, 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 it's out of the area, but I feel like there's something you're going to be doing in person and then online. So – I feel like it could be, oh, we have to call these people. We have to follow up with this. Or here's the list. And then we're, or we're having this fundraiser. We're having something. It's something that brings different people out of the area that may not normally, that you wouldn't normally necessarily meet, bringing them together. So I would suggest to you, if you feel called to, any of these kinds of volunteering things to do. You know, without overtaxing yourself, but if you really feel like, oh, I could do that, or let me help, or or someone asks you to do something, because I, that's where I feel that the connection is, and it is something around the speed. So it, it could be very well, if he's your pastor, it could be something that the church has going on, right. or or they're helping another church, or the community outreach. It's something like that. Because you meet in some level of service. Because I do feel that the person is also, they're very open metaphysically, but I do feel they have a very strong faith, and I feel like they have a business that also gives back to the community somehow. So they're very service-orientated. They're very community-orientated. Wonderful. That sounds delicious. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks for calling in, Paulette. Oh, we're always learning. Uh, let's see. White Calilid, always a theme. What do you mean? And what? Bird medicine. There's quite a theme. Fifth chakra. That's right. Mother energy. The birds, yes. The flying. And birds having to do with the ethers. So it's interesting because birds are also seen by many traditions, uh, especially the bird tribe, which is a wonderful book of um connecting into spirit or spiritual nature. And birds were said to be the the intermediaries between the earth plane and heavens or spirit plane, right, the spirit only, through the ethers. So flying to deliver our prayers, our messages, our desires out of this plane into into spirit, beyond, the you know, the clouds. And um, so, yeah, that is... I think so important at this time that our prayers, our well wishes, not only matter, but they count. They add to the collective. We're always adding to the collective. You know, um, oh, that's true, White Calla Lily. You were there? What is, yeah, there was a lot of bird medicine in our class over the weekend. Yeah, the morning doves. Yes, Athena, you were there. Yeah, we had an amazing shamanic journey of this weekend, a workshop last past weekend, last Saturday. And, um, oh, my God, it was amazing. Amazing journey work, but there was a lot of bird medicine. Owl, I believe, uh, hummingbird, morning doves, 
came to me in the morning. I think came to five or six people in the group as well. Oh, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, that's – and, of course, there's been more. I think Tammy put in the chat, there's been more um, birds just in general. And I think I mentioned in like the, the shamanic journey work when we were having our talk before we journeyed within, within and without – within in all levels and dimensions, other dimensional, multi-dimensional, <laughs> multi-parallel universe, um, that in my area that we have parrots that had disappeared for a while and that the flock of parrots are back. So we're seeing this resurgence of, to me, that, that memory or that reminding of the spirit plane or spirit realm. You know, and there is that saying, too, to be light as a bird and that all of nature is taken care of and we too will be taken care of. We're a part of nature. So there is this great cycle. And birds can fly because they take themselves lightly, right? They're able to lighten up. You see sometimes, especially in the, more in the city or at the beach, crows a lot of times will try to get pick up things that are very big or heavy, even food. And sometimes they have to drop it because it throws their balance off. And what does that teach us or tell us all, right? That our balance can sometimes be thrown off by taking on too much, you know, doing too much. It's, it's, we're, we're meant, you know, I always love this from my, my subtle energy, um, anatomy and physiology days. Um, because when I studied, energy healing work, we had to study not only the, the, the subtle body, but the gross denser body and study massage and anatomy physiology and herbs a bit. I had a small module of, of herb therapy. Um, but how the body works synergistically and that the body always wants to go into homeostasis. It's natural. And so does nature. There is this homeostasis that we can't quite explain what it is, but we know what it is. And that brings us into that perfect health. You know, it brings us into that perfect alignment. It's a, it's a, it's a type of, of equilibrium. And it's, you know, whether it's a mental, emotional, or physiological process, it's that homeo of light. There's enough light. There's enough, you could also say enough resonance. Not too much dissonance that throws us off. There's enough harmonization. Healthy bacteria in the body, right? Because we're going to have some unhealthy bacteria. We have viruses in the body, but in homeostasis, they're controlled. They're, they're balanced out. Um, let's see. White Calla Lily says, I didn't mention in the class, but a couple of days before the class, I saw Blue Jay, and there were a couple of people who saw it too. Oh, Wonderful. Yeah, blue jays are amazing. You know, that whole blue jay or bluebird in your backyard has a lot to do with joy. Blue jays specifically also have to do with boundaries. White calla lily, there was someone in our uh, teleworkshop, though, that did see, also saw blue jay, and I did talk about it. The, um, it's pretty interesting because on my, some of my hikes, I would tend to see a lot of them, um, well, sometimes in my backyard. I. Do I see a lot of them, or is it the same one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It could be both. But I know that it also um, 
Blue Jays can be kind of scrappy. Like if you try to get into their territory, um, it's also Blue Jays also has to do with communication. Interesting enough, so it's a very determined animal being, animal spirit um, that's that's fearless and protective and keeps good boundaries. So it's also kind of a message that you're safe, you're protected. Um, Again, like I said, they're scrappy. They won't fight unless they have to to protect their territory or their loved ones, right? So it, it also, like Bluebird, brings a joy. It brings joy into your life. Um, but the blue, but the blue jay, bluebird may fly away. You know, it might be like just fluttering. Blue jay, if you come in to the, it'll, you know, hey, what you doing over here? <laughs> I meant to be over here, you know. Um, but they're, but they're always, I, I found when you connect to these bird spirits, animal being spirits, these spirits of, of nature, that they always are good signs. Um, oh, that's what you meant to say, Kel. That's what you meant. A couple people said, oh, I get it in the chat. Why, Kel, Lily. Okay. You didn't mention it, but a few people already mentioned it. Yeah, that's why I love doing group work is because – we come together synergistically, so in some way, a lot of what we've been experiencing or going through, the members, the people in the group, the participants, the ones that come in, just like this program, are going through the same thing or just did or saw the same thing. And metaphysically, it said when we meet as a group, we've already metaphysically. We've met before. And now it's just the last piece is the physical, right, where we get to talk and, and live it out. But it's already happening in another level, if you will which is another part of that health and healing, living holistically, is being open to all these different parts of ourselves. Do we slow down enough to see it? Like earlier we saw the, the, the hummingbird, and I mentioned it, you know. I say we saw it. Maybe you saw it, you know, you, you saw it, you were present to it too. So that experience, we slow down enough to to see the, not just sentimentality, but to see the meaning, to see the, the, the gift, to appreciate that, uh, that part of nature that comes to spend time with us and brings us that message of joy and lightness, you know, lightening up, that you are protected. Focus on this. This is what brings the healing. You know, focus, you know we have to focus on the dis-ease, the discomfort, we focus on what the issue or the trauma is, but then there's the remedy. That's what the medicine is, right? The medicine. That's the animal medicine. The remedy. What does it mean? You know, what does our trauma mean? What does it bring up for us? Because it, there's always the healing within the the trauma, so to speak. You know, there's always nature is set up like that. It's, it's, it's set up beautifully in that way. And so we understand, and a lot of what we all have been talking about, we all understand from different points of view. And that's also in this new paradigm we're co-creating. Each of us is bringing a piece. I don't have all the pieces. You don't have all the pieces. We all bring in the pieces. Each of us brings a piece of what we need to know. All right, and we have on our second half of the program, our Awakening Dialogue, we have Danelle Nalraki, who's going to be bringing a piece to us. Uh, Danelle is 
an author, speaker, and holistic health expert specializing in women's health and wellness. Danelle believes in the body's ability to heal and guides women on ways they can connect to their body and empowerment on self-healing. I love that. Oh, beautiful. So, Danelle, welcome to the program. Hello, Michelle. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here. Great to be here with you as well. And am I saying your last name right? Correctly? Yes, you said it wonderfully, Naraki. It's uh, it's pretty Naraki. phonetic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. Okay, we have people in the chat saying welcome. Yes, so what a time to be talking about health. I know, I know. Sometimes I reflect on you know, the trajectory of my life and my work, and I feel like it's actually prepared me for this exact moment. So I'm just so honored to be able to share my voice in your community, and I've loved everything I've been hearing, what you've been speaking about, the animal guides and nature medicine. I was actually watching the honeybees on some flowers right next to me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we're like a little hive right now here, pollinating each other. Yeah, I love that. I pollinate. Yes, yes, I love that. Yes. Let us know, Danelle, a bit about you, like how you, um, such a wonderful energy you have, how you came to be focused. I know, and I want you to definitely share your healing because you've gone through um, some physical healing as well that you helped yourself through. So tell us a little bit about your path and awakening to this part of helping others um, on their path of self-healing and holistic health. Mm, Yeah, I'd love to share. So I come from a family that wasn't really focused on health. I mean, my mother always had a garden, and, you know, I guess we ate relatively well, but there wasn't ever this idea of health or healing, and so it wasn't really in my awareness at all. So when at the age of 19, I went in for my, you know, routine pap smear, the well woman checkup at the local Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and I received an abnormal pap smear with a diagnosis of HPV and cervical dysplasia, which is a precancerous condition of the cervix, um, I there was no, like, idea in my mind that I could heal this or had anything to do with my health. And my medical providers didn't mm. really indicate that either. They said, oh, you're young, this will go away on its own. So I, Mm -hmm. you know, I lived my life. I was 19, I was in college, I was in that college lifestyle. And, you know, little did I know is that dismissal of the signs that my body was showing that something was amiss would lead me on a seven-year journey of reversing this myself. So... For four years after that initial diagnosis, I um, I didn't really pay any mind to it, although, you know, my, my doctors were starting to get increasingly worried because it wasn't going away, and in fact, the dysplasia was worsening, and... You know, in my early 20s, so like 22, 23, this is when this idea of health started to come into my mind. And I was like, okay, well, something is wrong here. I'm wondering, like, if I think about my nutrition or, you know, I'm out of college now. I mean, I want to lose some weight. <laughs> like, these, this is the way I thought about my health. But it wasn't until I, you know, four years into this diagnosis did I, I was sent away to this really fancy teaching hospital to go see a really big name OBGYN because I wasn't 
quote, listening to my doctors and, and saying yes to the treatments they are providing because I just their treatments didn't feel right to me. I, I didn't want a vaccine for something I already had, which is HPV. And I actually looked up what the LEAP procedure is, which is the treatment protocol for cervical dysplasia, and I scared myself. Like, it scared me to think about having that done to my body. So I was at this teaching hospital, and I – you know, the the really, like, the big name OBGYN looked me dead square in the eyes and says, you refuse all of our treatments. I'm sorry. There's nothing more we can do for you. And she basically sent me out the door telling me, like, you're not listening, so you're going to get cancer. And that's what I believed. That's wow. what I, I thought was going to be true. So, you know, I went home, and I was crying in the shower, and – I describe this experience of like a light turning on in my body or it's like one moment I was asleep to my body and then within the matter of an instant, my body came online and I like I heard this voice that said, Danelle, something is clearly out of balance. Something's wrong. Like we're going to figure this out. And so I stepped out wow. of that shower being like, I am going to do this. I'm going to figure this out. And so I um, went nose first to dive deep into the field of health and healing and wellness over the next three years. I actually ended up going back to graduate school and got my master's in integrative health because I was just fascinated with this idea of healing and how does the body regenerate and learning about all the different ways of medicine that aren't allopathy. And, you know, I just like, I feel like the, the, the top came off and I found this whole world of deeply empowering information and wisdom and intelligence. And I just, I engulfed mm -hmm. myself in it. So on the final semester of my graduate school career, I finally, I mean, not finally, well, it was finally, I get a call from my doctor on a Saturday, which is weird because when doctors don't really call you and they don't call you on a Saturday, um, yeah, but I had exactly. had a pap smear earlier that day, I mean, earlier that week, and she called me to tell me that the HPV was entirely gone, like there's no signs of it, and my cervix was as healthy as she's ever seen in anybody and she's like Danelle how did you do it you healed yourself in that wow. instant in that instant I just started laughing I was like oh my gosh I did it like I I figured out like the keys to my body to help it like come back to the state of wellness and, and homeostasis um and that, that excitement quickly turned into anger, actually, Michelle, to be mm -hmm. honest, because I realized that I had been in the system that didn't support me at all in the healing of my body. And I, in fact, had to learn about it and do it on my own. And thus began my journey to start to share this information because I realized that how many other millions of women are going through this who perhaps don't have that light-turning-on experience in their body and who feel disempowered in, in their ability to help themselves. And now that is my work, is to be a, a guide for the healing journey for those who are willing. Wow. Now, also, Danielle, what, what, first of all, what an amazing story experience that you went through and very empowering. And it's so great you listened to that voice within. You know, we've been talking about that the whole program, the voice within also, you know, right. intuition, and let it guide you and really also open you up to your soul's purpose. 
you know, to, to help other women. Because um, it can be very scary being in that you're thrown in. And you're right, a lot of doctors, unfortunately, a lot of times will just say, well, they do put it out there. Some have even said, you know, oh, you're going to get this now because right. you're not doing it this way. Um, you also have a book out, Informed, Aware, Empowered. Yes. And tell us a bit about how this, coupled with your experience and your approach to working with women, um, how this is also a part of that. Yeah, so the book, Informed, Aware, Empowered, um, the subtitle is A Self-Guided Journey to Clear Paps, really comes from this place of recognizing that there's a huge gap in information and education around how women can take care of their gynecological health, like on their own, without submitting to just the whims of their doctors. So, you know, as as someone who... Uh, loves information and loves education, you know, when I was on my healing journey, I had to scour, you know, books and go to the library and, you know, try to find sources on the Internet that were of value or of worth. And it was really difficult to 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 find information and that's why it, I that's why I feel like it took me so many years to actually finally reverse this is because I had to like piecemealing all of this information together. So this book to me is is this guide to cervical health and just really like reproductive health or pelvic health in women that has been missing in our our modern sex education and just well woman education um so you know i do work with you know clients on an individual basis and i have programs but for the for the people who perhaps just are motivated and self-guided and who just want that little incentive and that information and the how-tos this book is is that resource and i'm just i'm so excited that it's finally out into the world because it was a you know two and a half year journey of finally you know of writing it and going through the process and now that it's out there i feel like it's taken on a life of its own and it's going around the world and it's just really exciting to know that there are so many women now who are becoming informed, aware and empowered in regards to their cervical health and just the health of being in a female body. Yes. yes. And you talk about self-guided. Talk a bit about that, self-guided um to be in, to assist yourself in, in the cervical health. Yeah, so my, my approach is that, you know, we could each have the same diagnosis, but the re, like the, our trajectory to having reached that point is all different, that the diagnosis mm-hmm. is signaling to us like a message of an imbalance, and it's up to us to really determine what that message is. There's nobody else outside mm-hmm. of us that can determine what is being told to us. So I use the term self-guided um, because you know, I don't know, if I'm honest, sometimes I don't like to be told what to do all the time. And if, you know, someone gives me this um, prescription of I need to do X, Y, and Z every single day on this time and, you know, have all these things to think about that someone else says is right for me, perhaps it's because I'm, (laughs) I am who I am, but I kind of push back against that. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it my own way. So, in this mm-hmm. book and in my work, I offer, you know, a plethora of tools and ways to think about our cervical health, our, you know, our gynecological health, our pelvic health. And I invite 
the people who choose to go on the cervical healing journey to determine what is best for them. Like if one thing really sounds true and resonates, you know, go for that. But if like this other invitation doesn't really sound like something you want to do, then I say don't do that. Because if if we try to force ourselves to do things that we don't really want to do at all, we'll find excuses to not do them. So my approach in terms of self-guided is that healing can be a fun and exciting experience. It's like an exploration of ourselves, an exploration of uncharted territories in our inner world and in our lives. And I find that having it open-ended and being self-guided, that people then can take themselves on the path that's calling them forth rather than being stuck on a path that I say is the right one. Mm-hmm. I love that, uh, the uncharted and to be open. Yeah. And the message yeah. is so what, I mean, whether you're sharing from your own experience what the message was for you to bring in the homeostasis mm-hmm. um, or from other people that you've worked with, other clients, can you give us a little bit of an idea of how to, hearing the message or what your body's saying? And then I don't know if it's foods, nutrition, what what kinds of things have you seen on your journey helping other women? Yeah, so it's pretty multifaceted. So on the base level, there is the physical. So how are you treating your body through food, through exercise, through the way you even think about your body and the environment you're in? You know, when before I really decided to heal myself, I was around friends that weren't really the best people and, you know, I was partying and you know eating fried foods late at night and not saying that those are bad but for me it wasn't supportive of my body and mm-hmm. so you know in any realm of health uh, the physical is is primary like we have to look at what we're putting in the fuel that we're putting in what we are ingesting as well as what we are excreting so making sure that you know we have healthy bowel movements and are drinking enough water and um you know purging things from our life that no longer serve us but on a on a psycho emotional and psycho spiritual level i've come to know that when it comes to the female pelvis that there are deeply imprinted beliefs of um either rejecting being a female or, or like not wanting to be in a female body and this comes from you know hundreds even thousands of years of just the female body not being seen or not being respected in the way it should and also the a deep deeply uh, ingrained pattern of not having strong boundaries and you were talking about this mm. about i think what was it the blue jay or the bluebird um yes. that yeah. you know when there is a virus which is really interesting about the time of the world we're in, you know, the immune system is our protector system. It is a system in our body that, you know, differentiates between self and other. And I like to like it, like if we think about our body mm. as a castle, um, the immune system is like the sentries that stand on the turrets and look out across the land and, you know, keep all the foreign invaders at bay. So they are the protectors. So in regards to, say, like HPV or another SPI or really any other virus, I, I, I came to know in my own body, and the pattern has replicated itself hundreds of times in my clients, that there is a, a history of having very 
lacks boundaries around their body, around their voice, mm. or that their boundaries had been crossed without their consent. So in the female pelvis, this usually looks like having some sort of unprocessed sexual assault or, you know, sexual yeah. experiences where, you know, we're penetrated before we are actually ready or even wanting to. And mm-hmm. that sort of energetic schism mm-hmm. in the body system sends a message to our immune system like, oh, the boundaries are dropped oh, my boundaries have been crossed, and unless we address that, um, the boundaries aren't put up and the immune system isn't activated again. So there's a, a, a like, the, the two themes in my work are self-rejection, so rejecting who we are, rejecting our body, rejecting just our essence, and um, either weak or crossed boundaries. Wow. So that was what I'm here. Oh, this is so powerful, Janelle. This is what a powerful, not only message, but in, in, information and insight yeah. for, for people. Um, I didn't think about that with the immune system. So that's an, a boundary saying something. To, so it happens physically, but also and physiologically. But it sounds like there's a mental emotional. If that's weakening, if we're weakening our boundaries, someone's overstepping him or we're allowing that or you know then that's can affect the physicality the physical boundary the physiological and physical boundary also yes. sounds like what you're saying wow. yes well i mean the the power of the mind body connection is not to be underestimated um you know there's the work of dr bruce lipton who he wrote the book biology of belief but it yes. like there She's is on our program um, Oh, amazing. Yeah, you know, the the profound connection of our thoughts and the way we think and our mind and how it impacts every single one of our cells and even our DNA, you know, I'm so grateful to know that it's coming out into, like, common knowledge because I really think that that is almost, besides, you know, taking care of your physical body in a physical way, is the other side of the coin to health. Absolutely. Well, I know also from some of the work that I do that, and there's now late, there's been, I don't know, probably 10 plus years ago, maybe 15, 15 years ago or so, mid 2000s, that the environment of the developing baby in the womb, that absorbing all of that, not just from the mother, but from the environment, Mm. is getting a predisposition of what's to happen. Um, physiologically, physically, you know, from a health and wellness perspective, as well as memories. I'm also a hypnotherapist, so we, you know, delve into this. But now there's actual, you know, research backing this up, that it's not just early childhood or or infancy, but what was the mother going through. So that's pretty impacting. Wow, this really – so yeah. tell us a little bit about holistic. Explain that a little bit for listeners and how that ties into health and why it's so important. Hmm. Yeah, I love this question. So the way I see holistic, which, it, you know, it, there's many different definitions and different people describe it in different ways, but the way that I see holistic is 
looking at the entirety of every facet of our life, so like my physical body to my mental health to my emotional health, my spiritual health, my relationships, how, like what is my service in the world? Do I feel like I'm a part of something greater, something more? Um, you know, like holistic is looking at every facet of your daily life, of your daily existence, and, and noticing is it – nourishing me or is it depleting me and for me that has been a a huge just like mindset change over the years of like if I'm holistically looking at my life and I notice like oh every time I it could be something simple, like, oh, every time I go into this one coffee shop versus the other coffee shop, like, I feel much better versus going into the other one. And so I will choose to go into the situation that actually nourishes me rather than depletes me. So that's something superficial that really actually does impact our, our physiological health. So in regards to health and the way that I work with clients, you know, so many people, you know, given – you know, what the media portrays is they just think about, like, oh, nutrition, you know, diet and exercise and sleep health. But really it's important to also think about, like, your sexual health and your friendships and your community or, um, you know, if you're holding on to any sort of resentments or, you know, deeply negative feelings and emotions towards your family. Like, all of these facets of our life impact the health of our body, even if it's in very subtle ways. You know, any anything that causes stress in our body is a depletion, is a depleter. Mm-hmm. And so, as a way to think about your life holistically, is um, you can you can go online and type in the search bar um, "wellness wheel," and it's like a self-diagnostic tool that you like basically look at you know various aspects of your life like occupation, um, social, spiritual, um, nutrition, movement, and you basically assess how fulfilled you feel in all of those areas of your life. And then once you fill it all out, you look back and you see how balanced your wheel is. Because ideally we are balanced in all of these regions of our life and we feel really good about all of these places in our life. And this self-diagnostic tool can help us pinpoint like, oh, I need to look more at my relationships and my friendships and I'm, you know, I need to spend more of my energy cultivating community or, oh, I haven't been getting outside enough and my connection to earth and nature Mm -hmm. is lacking. So I need to, you know, spend more time there. And this is something we can do quarterly, you know, just to assess like where we are, how balanced are we are in our life? Are we living a life that is holistic in a way that supports uh, all facets of our being. Um, so that's just an invitation mm. I have for the listeners that you know, those, there are, are free resources like that online you can check out. So we had a, a listener. Um, does your book go into, let me go scroll back if I can. Um, for Danelle, does her book address this general, the general health immune information to heal other areas? Mm. So I guess is it so all I, cervical or is it? general health in other areas, or can you apply what, what's in your book to other areas, I guess is the question. Yes, you can apply what I have in there to other areas. However, it is written in the lens of cervical health. So I do go into what the immune system is. I do go into what I know to be the voice of the body and, like, 
it is under also the lens of women's health, so reproductive health. So looking at like the energetics behind women's reproductive health and in different ways our life when out of balance can impact our health in, in certain respects. Um, but the language I use is very much focused on cervical health and women's health. And yet the resources okay. and the information can also be extrapolated upon and just brought to most place, most organ systems in the body. Yeah. So it's whole, holistic meaning the whole person. And it sounds like, too, what you're bringing in, which I like, it, it, within the whole person is mindset but also activities, the emotional, mental, and also the activities. Is this supporting me holistically? Is it, like you said, is this nourishing me? Right. Is this life enhancing? Right. Well, it's like, you know, we're in this body and we're living this life and, like, what we do with the body, you know, where we go, who we see, you know, what we – do you know that that really impacts us if you know I, I know for me when I was in graduate school and I was commuting um to San Francisco I live about an hour north of San Francisco I was commuting four days a week there and being stuck in traffic you know four days a week was really really stressful and mm -hmm. I, it impacted my health in a negative way and that's just like an example of of something that's just like you're in transit or you know you're going about doing what you need to do but it also has a negative impact on health so yeah it's, it's so nuanced and you know we're all so multifaceted and I gain a lot of excitement and joy from exploring these facets in my life and, and that's what I try to inspire in others is that you know, it is an exploration. You know, we can, like I said earlier, we're in uncharted territories. Nobody else knows this but us. Right. And and give us a guide as to looking within, because a lot of what you're talking about, even whether it's the coffee shop or certain foods, you're talking about, you know, what's life enhancing. I always use the term the life enhancing, but what's nourishing, mm. which yeah. it seems like it that requires kind of some kind of, pause or self in you know inquiry yeah i mean it, to me it's been like a I, I see it as you know like a muscle that needs to be worked on um okay. i heard you use, you know use the word intuition earlier but the way that i have come to know what is good for me or life enhancing for me is how i feel in my body so i do i often mm. if i'm most places and I'm, and I'm aware of it, you know, sometimes I'm not aware I'm a human, um, but I'll just check in like, Oh, do, are my shoulders crunched up or am I gripping my pelvic floor? Do I feel anxious in my stomach or like, do I suddenly have a headache or, you know, these, these signs of the body are, you know, our body sends us signals usually via sensation like pet pleasure or pain or, you know, tightness or gripping. And so the way that I've come to know what's life enhancing for me is how my body feels like it. And again, mm -hmm. over time I've had to learn how to re read my body because I, I, in the, you know, in the past have been chronically dissociated and I, I've worked on coming back into my body and not just, you know, going on autopilot. Um, but just, yeah, next time like you're somewhere, can be anywhere or around someone or watching some sort of new, you know, TV show, just like take five seconds. Be like, how is my body feeling? Like, what is, how, how is this, yeah. how is this impacting my body? And then 
just notice like there's no good or bad or you know right or wrong is we're just noticing and then using that as information yeah i love that well the body wisdom is a form of intuition that i think i'm glad you brought that up that i think a lot of people have perhaps been i'm just saying the old paradigm kind of discounted you know kind of like toughen up or move through it or it's okay or you know um right yeah push through Push through, yeah, and um, but it is sending us messages. So it sounds like part of your training and life experience and what you're sharing with others and in the book is to go back to that, to just tune in or tap into the body to see how does this, how is this really feeling for me? And that's going to tell us um, what I'm hearing from you is if it is something that is life-enhancing or nourishing or is it – taking away from us is it, is, it, right. is it creating more stress or an imbalance is that fair to say right yes yeah, so you you explained it perfectly and you know the way that i i think about it is that you know we are on this planet earth and my body is of earth and so it would make sense to me that uh, as i'm moving about on this planet that my body would know like what is right. And, you know, in the age of information that we are in, that is very much of the mind. And our mind is not physical. It it doesn't, it exists in planet Earth because it's, you know, a part of our body. But the way, I hope I'm saying this, you know, in a way that makes sense. Yeah, so like when, when we can come back to the body, which is this very primal and base level of our lived experience of being a part of, you know, these ecosystems. And, um, you know, like as you were mentioning before I hopped on, you know, noticing the signs and, and um, messages from earth around us, the, the birds and, and, and all the animals, that like, we can just tune into the intelligence of this place of being a human on planet earth. And I feel like, with, you know, with, with this age of information and technologies that we've become very disconnected from this intelligence. Mm. Yeah. And do you literally just stop kind of and feel? I know that sounds may sound silly, but some people don't know how to do that or they don't listen. They're they're tuning it out all the time and that's their that's their training, you know, is to, yeah. to tune it no, out. I'm totally that strange person in the grocery line that will close their eyes and put their hand like on their body and be like, Oh, how are you feeling? <laughs> And people will look, they're like, what is this person doing? (laughs) Or, like, I'll, like, stop and, like, look at a flower or whatnot and just, like, check in for a moment. You know, come back, come back to my senses. Come back to, like, what am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? What am I touching? What am I feeling? And then just go, go from there. And what's really amazing is sometimes I will be headed in one direction and I will do this check-in and my body will be like, no, no, like, let's go stop at, the post office first and I'm like okay but I was on my way to the store but I have this like intuitive hit from my body like no let's go to the post office and I'll go to the post office and I'll run into someone that I was meant to be talking to you know or I've tried to connect with for the past two weeks and it's like the body has like these antennas out that's like no I'm gonna show you where like synchronicity will arise Um, so that's been that's been a fun thing to notice I like that because it's it said that our body is kind of like a, in a way, like a dousing rod, you know, and you can muscle test. There's so many ways that you can test um, 
through the body if something is healthy. Even I don't know if you know of the O-ring test, but you kind of do the OK mm. sign. You put your right. Uh, right thumb and forefinger together, and then if you take your other hand, you do it in the less dominant hand, and then you take the other hand, do the OK, and if some food or situation or person is healthy, the O-ring will stay tight or strong. If it opens, when you try to open it, it opens easily, then it's not life-enhancing, not nourishing. Right. Right. I have another one, too, that I would love to share with the listeners. Um, a friend taught me this. Please. And, like, again, I'm this person in the grocery store that does this. Like, you close your eyes and you just stand still and, like, come to neutral and you ask, you know, is this, uh, I don't know, box of pastaroni good for me <laughs> and um or is it for my highest good and if you lean forward that's a yes but if you like go backwards that's a no so that's another one too oh i yeah. love that one it's good for yeah yeah yes no questions that one is amazing yeah. you could feel it in yeah. your body that i've literally asked something where it's been such a yes that i'm like just tilting over yeah Kind of like I know, a, right? flung so forward. Funny. Yes, yes. Yeah. I know where like my legs will go into neutral, and then it's like pulling me back, and I'm like, ooh, that's really a yeah. big no. <laughs> really yeah. Funny. Yeah, and I also want to say, like, I have I have had several experiences where I didn't listen to that, and I'm like, no, I think yeah. that was just mm-hmm. making up, and then it like implodes later, like things happen where yeah. I don't know, like. I'll get sick or like they're really like something comes up in that friendship or that job I said yes to is actually terrible. Like those sorts of things. <laughs> I, hmm. I've i had that happen too. And even as an intuitive, I've had, I'll never forget a situation that I just knew everybody, my family wanted to go get this pizza and I just had this flash of do not, don't eat it. And I did. And later I guess the guy was, had been sick and when we left he would I could see him sneezing anyway I ended up getting sick just for a day but still it was bad you know and I thought and I told my dad I'm like listen I don't really want this you know um that's how long ago it was (laughs) like you know there's been other times but that one always stuck because it was such a physical physiological I just felt something was off and later found out I mean everybody raged and loved about this pizza everybody wanted this place whether to get a, you know, whole pie or just a slice. Um, but he was very angry. He was very angry all the time. And he later closed because he felt so overwhelmed. And I just remember thinking, you know, as a young age, I, that, that was going to, that was going, some people didn't feel it, but I felt it. I felt it in my system. Yeah. 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 That's so real. I, I mean, I, I that, it's real right? for me. Yeah. Me too. Me as well. Yeah. And I guess part of what I'm hearing you say in a way is that you just have to trust that. And I think you said earlier what, you know, the self-guiding is because it's what's right for you. You know, you know, other people, a certain something might be right or a certain protocol, but your body may be giving you the message that, well, that's, that's not right for you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in in our in our culture, in the Western culture in particular, we have been taught that, you know, we must divert to authority, generally to someone in a white coat. And, you know, I just want to put this out there. Historically, the American Medical Association put white coats on their doctors to um, simulate priests, so like the white garb of, of a Catholic priest. Um you know, to assert like, oh, they are godlike and they are the authority. And so it's it's not our fault.
fault that we that we don't trust ourselves. It's it's how it's like how our entire society has been formulated. And yet we can choose to begin to build that trust muscle to even just starting to do like small little things. You don't have to like make huge changes all of a sudden, but just starting to listen to that intuition like on like a like on a small level and just notice what happens. Like see how it pans out and soon you begin to realize like wow, okay, this is actually for my highest good. This is actually turning out amazingly this is enhancing my life and then you become like me where you're like nope i'm not going to listen to you i'm only listening to myself um you know which comes with its own set of challenges because people you know other people who aren't used to that question like well why aren't you following the road that everybody's walking down i'm like well that road isn't right for me and you know you have to really then begin to stand up for yourself on behalf of your own body of your own life and and be firm in that yes and i think to live healthily you have to you know there's even statistics on that people that engage more in their health or health decisions and and perhaps that has even an immune you know aspect to it i don't know but but people tend to be healthier, that are more proactive, you know, in their own health. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes amazing. sense. Yeah. Now, Danielle, Sorry how can people get in touch with you? We have Tammy that's so graciously been putting the, put your link in the chat um, and as well to the uh, wellness wheel. But how can people okay. get in touch with you? Uh, the book, of course, Informed, Aware, Empowered. And what's yes. the tagline? Informed, Aware, Empowered. A self-guided journey to clear paps. So, you know, this can be really important for, um, it's like, it's how to do it yourself as well as preventative medicine. That's the way I I see it. Um, Yeah, people can get in. My website is www.cervicalwellness.com. You're welcome to email me, Danelle, my first name, at cervicalwellness.com. And um, if any of your listeners are on Instagram, I'm very active on that social media platform and the handle is at cervical wellness. Perfect. Beautiful, Danelle. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the program. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I've learned a lot actually. And uh, it's been great. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the program. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Yes, Tammy, that was wonderful. Yes. Thank you all. Yes, she is a bright light. Thank you all in the chat, too. Thank you, Tammy, for putting the links, all of you joining in and co-creating this. Appreciate you all so much. And um, I love the idea of that wellness wheel also. So uh, those of you getting the last bit of the program or wondering who was that great guest with all that great information, that was Danelle uh, Narwaki. And we're talking about her recent book, Informed, Aware, and Empowered. All right, everyone, continue to shine your light, share your insight, keep awake, and I'll see you next week right here. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.